Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. What life lessons do we get the privilege of learning from these messy celebrities who put their messier lives on display? I'm your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you'd like. If it is not your first time here, thank you for coming back. I love you. I stand you. Uh, I'm in your fandom. You're the best. Two episodes in a row, you guys. Two days in a row. It's because I didn't do one Monday because I was on a plane. And this is a Monday, Wednesday class. Don't forget. Pop Culture University. So I wanted to still do one on Wednesday, even though I moved Mondays to Tuesdays. But that's just for one week. Next week, we'll be back to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And since today is like kind of a special episode, I wanted to do a thing where I don't talk about the Kardashians at all. I feel like I talk about them so much, like Kim and Kanye and Pete that i maybe don't talk about what's going on with these other celebrities enough but to be fair you guys eat them up you guys love them we're all obsessed with them they're america's royal family biggest media empire so no duh i was talking about them and they always have a spire next you know something's always going on but i thought i'd just take the day to break doing that so there's going to be no mention of them starting now okay so let's talk about what's going on with these other celebrities the topics for today are oh my god this the first one is crazy it's Megan Thee Stallion is being unfollowed by like everyone in the industry, Drake, Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, and people are investigating why, but it seems like her career is in jeopardy when I tell you why. It's insane. Then we're going to talk about some female artists who are uh, facing a lot of heat and uh, having like emotional responses from the heat they're getting from the industry right now, like Olivia Rodrigo and Normani and how they're trying to overcome it. It's very emotional. And then we're going to talk about Amanda Bynes' conservatorship ending. You may not have even known she was in one, but now she's out of one. And then last we're going to talk about some crazy celebrity ghost stories that, for example, Courtney Cox and Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly have had. And like on the last few weeks, and they're actually insane. I don't know why all these ghosts are popping up, but you better beware. You know, keep an eye out, sleep with one eye open. And before we get into these, of course, rate this podcast on Spotify five star and on Apple Podcasts five star and nothing less because that's what this podcast deserves. You should also take a screenshot of you listening to it and post it on your Instagram story and tag me. And then I will respond to you and we can kiki. I always respond to people who post me on their story. So if you want that, you should do it. We don't have any big companies pushing out this podcast, so that would just help me so much. And yeah, leave a review, everything like that. And welcome back to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. Classes in session. Megan the Stallion is being unfollowed by more people than James Charles in 2019 right now. The H-Town hottie has reportedly been unfollowed by Drake, Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, Sierra, and Tiana Taylor. And it seems like her whole career is kind of coming down at the same time because Fortnite removed her song from their game. 
and she's no longer a Savage X Fenty brand ambassador. And that's two big collabs that she's no longer a part of. So let's start with Rihanna. So not only is she no longer a brand ambassador, but she is also disappeared from the website completely. And even the shots that Megan did for the brand were taken off of her Instagram. So even Megan was kind of like taking these down on the low. And no one really knows why. Now, Rihanna and Megan were like great friends. Rihanna defended Megan against uh, Tory Lanez when that whole thing was going on, when he shot her foot in 2020 in July. Uh, Megan would always say that Rihanna was one of her biggest inspirations and she would love to do a collab with her. Like her and Beyonce were her number one and number two. And they've gone to like parties and we're talking. So people are just wondering where this seeming animosity and uh, DL feud is coming from. And it's rumored. So there's, there's, there's a few rumors. There's all these rumors. But I feel like since there's so many big power players involved, like they're so famous, it's kind of kept hush hush. So no one knows why, uh, you know, this is fully happening. But there's a lot of rumors. First, it's rumored that Rihanna unfollowed Megan over accusations that ASAP Rocky cheated on her with Megan at some point in the beginning of their relationship. Or there was like an overlap when Rihanna um, was started, well, like started talking and dating him. Rihanna has been long uncomfortable around Megan over some perceived past flirtations between ASAP and Megan that she could have recently found out more about or maybe has just grown more uncomfortable with. Apparently, this all happened in the earlier stages of their relationship before Rihanna was pregnant or anything like that. But that is one of the biggest rumors going on. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but Megan Thee Stallion's manager the other day, or I think yesterday, posted on his story that Megan has slapped with the whole industry because they're in like a crazy fight. The The manager from her label, um, they're in like a crazy fight over her wanting to leave and him not uh, letting her out of her contract and everything like that. So they're throwing low blows. She called him like a crackhead and everything like that, saying that he's like a, a powder head. And he said that she slept with the whole industry. So... If, you know, both of these rumors are true, I guess that would align that she maybe did get with ASAP Rocky at some point. Another reason that this may be true is that the uh, tea account, Crazy Days and Nights, who are really accurate with their tea and their uh, uh, accounts that they post on their website, they're accurate a lot of the times, like TMZ. They posted a story that said a very fast rapper cheated on his much higher on the list significant other with a three named rapper. First of all, why does that sound like a riddle or like a mystery code or something? But that was posted to their website and they wanted to keep it on the DL because it was ascended by someone. But obviously a three named rapper, Megan Thee Stallion with a fast rapper, ASAP Rocky raps quickly and with a much higher on the list, significant other Rihanna's way, you know, more famous, iconic than both of them. So she's higher on the list. But why they got to speak in code like that? Like, just say it. Why Why are they, 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 they teasing us like that? But that is the biggest rumor why rihanna unfollowed megan but there's another rumor that kind of goes along with why everyone else unfollowed megan that rihanna is also involved in so let's move on to like why everyone unfollowed megan and we're talking about drake we're talking about Nicki minaj ciara tiana taylor a bunch of people so apparently they all unfollowed her this week because this month there's been some new information coming out about the megan versus tory lane's case in which megan says tory did shoot her in the foot and tory says that is absolutely not what happened. Megan is basically lying, making this up, trying to make me look bad, and uh, kind of staging a crime against herself, and kind of doing what like like Jesse Smollett did, you know, faking the whole crime scene and then getting public attention for it. So apparently, in the last month, there's been new information that, and a new video that basically exonerates 
Tory Lanez, proving that what Megan Thee Stallion claimed against him, shooting her in the foot, is false. People on Twitter are going crazy about this. They're calling her Megan Smollett, you know, as they try to put together these pieces of why this is happening and kind of like turning on her. Someone said, if hashtag Megan Thee Stallion lied about the Tory Lanez incident, I'm going to start calling her Megan Smollett in honor of Jesse Smollett. Someone else said, so it has come to a fact that Megan Thee Stallion lied to the world that Tory Lanez shot her. And this new development has caused Rihanna, Drake, and other fellow celebrities to unfollow her on Instagram. Cancel culture. Where the fuck are y'all now? Yeah, people are insinuating she even deserves to be canceled. And while we don't have this video that is apparently like this new evidence against her, there was a few sources... Uh, Kind of like spilling tea into the insight into the Tory Lane situation. So trying to prove Tory Lane's innocent, TMZ posted another interesting piece from yesterday's hearing, Holly tells us, on cross-examination, Detective Stonger admitted that the bullet fragments allegedly removed from Miss Pete's ankles cannot be located. Of course, if available, the fragments would be hard evidence to prove that it was a bullet and not glass in Megan's foot. If they're missing, it leaves the door open for other possibilities. So Megan claims she got shot. Tori claims it was glass. And that's why Megan had those pictures of her foot cut. So if it was, you know, if there's no bullet, it would kind of prove that Megan maybe was not being truthful. Then The Blast, another uh, blog posted, court documents obtained by The Blast in January revealed evidence provided to the defense by the prosecution in discovery contains forensic and scientific reports as well as statements of independent third-party eyewitnesses which directly contradict the statements of Megan P. concerning the incident. There is significant evidence provided by the people to mis- to Mr. Peterson, who is Tory Lanez, which contradicts Megan P.'s statements. This evidence, including gunshot residue implicating others, if m- is mitigating, if not exculpatory and cast serious doubt on the claims made by megan the stallion now megan has had enough of people not believing this and she can't believe that now twitter is starting to turn on her and that all this evidence is coming out against her so she actually responded to someone's tweet the tweet said at this point megan the stallion is just going to have to show us the bullet wound or something because everyone's confused about what really happened and she responded bitches like this have actual cum for brains dick eating ass bitches my hospital records are public records the da has made a statement y'all choosing to be dumb at this point you better hope a man never assaults you and nobody especially women believe you yeah she's down right head enough and i'm sorry she's fucking hilarious her twitter i know she's going through some shit but her like clapbacks at these people actual cum for brains like i'm picturing someone having cum for brains that's fucking hilarious megan still has a pretty solid um defense for her one there's a video of like the helicopter footage of when this whole incident went down and the police cars were surrounding them and there's blood coming out of like megan's foot and they found a gun in the car there's a photo of her foot you know bloody getting stitched up uh there's public records and um her medical records are public knowledge and again why would she lie you know i don't think this is a good look um you know, I don't think this is good press. It's not cute press. Like, if she really just wanted PR or something out of this whole incident and that could be a motive for lying, she would have just gotten in, like, a PR relationship or something. And I don't really think she's bitter enough to try to ruin his career, which is kind of what he's insinuating. You know, uh, a part of his defense that he was building for their trial was like, oh, she was actually mad at me and trying to, like, ruin my career and everything like that because I got with her friend Kelsey. And they were, like, best friends forever and she was there that night. So when, like, Megan found out there was a fight and maybe her, fo- her foot got caught or something and, like, she took that opportunity to, like stage something against um tory lanes um and that's why he like why megan was so upset with him with making that whole lie but honestly she did stop talking to kelsey after that day so that could be more evidence for tory but either way when their trial happens on april 5th it will be very interesting but seriously i can't see her lying about what tory did and i hope she wouldn't i i, I don't see 
Megan. She seems like a very wholesome, a very uh, person with high morals. Like her whole college story, her whole story with her family, her whole like come up. It it, it seems like she's just very truthful and she's a very trustworthy uh, integral person. So I don't think she would do this. And I don't want to see her career end just as she starts ascending into like A-list main pop girl, rap girl, global icon status. But I guess we'll see because right now it seems like she's on thin ice in the public eye. And if Tori's found not guilty, Megan's career could be fully in jeopardy. But of course, I'll up to you. Follow the podcast if you haven't for that update. What can we learn from this? I think an obvious lesson here is that we should believe victims, especially women of domestic violence and incidents like that. And even if you don't, it is not okay, ever okay, to disrespect someone going through that on Twitter like some of you guys are doing. So please withhold your comments next time you think about tweeting something like that and just respect people who are victims going through real ass shit. Everybody look busted, injured Stockin' my page, bitch, probably wanna scissor Owl in the mouth like I kissed her I be working, I make moves in silence Hoes might never like me and I'm fine with it Nasty, I'm a real nigga fantasy I'll drop dead for a broke nigga, handle me Do say, this bitch, bitch energy Y'all little hoes still drinking that Hennessy Missy, and I'm sick of y'all trying it Bitch got seats, but ain't nothing about Speaking of women who have just had enough Olivia Rodrigo and Normani are kind of fed up with the industry right now So let's talk about um, Olivia Rodrigo first so obviously she's taken over the world. She had a huge motherfucking album. One of the biggest motherfucking albums outselling these old men who have been in the game for 30 years and she's only 19. She's all these hit singles. But she's faced a lot of criticism along the way for her, you know, creativity. People have kind of questioned, does she really deserve this? Is she anything new or special? Is she just copying the girls who have come before? Because people just cannot sit well with a young woman being so successful and original in her own way. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but she was compared to Paramore in Good For You to Paramore's song, um, Misery Business. People compare those songs saying that, oh, Olivia needs to give them credit. She copied them. The whole melody and the uh, production sound the exact same. There's basically just different lyrics. It's like a ripoff. And then Paramore actually kind of <laughs> wanted credits as well. So Olivia had to give Paramore writing credits on the song. And I think a cut of the uh proceeds from the song and then again another one of her hit singles deja vu she had to give credit to taylor swift even though i don't think taylor swift was super adamant on uh, olivia giving her credit a lot of people started bringing it up and it was a big press issue that people thought the bridges were the exact same so Olivia should put Taylor in the writing credits. And I think Olivia just did that just because she respects Taylor so much. And the whole thing going on with like Scooter Braun stealing Taylor's masters, like she didn't want to look bad in that whole sense. So she just wanted to give Taylor the credits. But she's kind of sick of women always being pitted against each other or compared. Listen to what she had to say. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely noticed this too, being so into pop culture. I think she's exactly right. All these women are always pitted against each other. There can only be one version of everyone and they can't take inspiration, you know, without being highly critiqued. Like when Ariana Grande was, you know, 19 during her Yours Truly era, was like, she was Mariah Carey, she's Mariah Carey. How about you just let her be Ariana Grande? Because they're, besides their like five octave range, they're not much alike at all. And luckily they were able to like overcome that and like be friends, but everyone just has to be the newer version of someone else and it's exhausting all these male singers and male rappers can sound the same and there could be 50 of them but you know there can only be one queen of rap and she wishes that women can just exist without being compared or pitted against each other um and by the way i don't i don't really think she should have given paramore or taylor swift credits for the writing things to me they sound very different and those melodies are both so simple i don't 
there's so many songs that sound alike. People are constantly getting sued for shit like that. But to be honest, there's a lot of just pop, in pop music, there's a standard and an outline that people normally follow to get a hit. And she was just doing that same thing. And by the way, Paramore, Misery Business, and Good For You are like opposite songs. They're singing about something totally different. Yes, the melodies are kind of similar, but not really at all. I think people should have just left that song in like 2007 or whatever. But anyway, I feel it for you, Olivia. And then let's talk about Normani. So Normani is obviously finally launching her like solo album era with um, Wild Side and now Fair. And she went on the Apple Music uh, podcast show or something. I forgot what it's called with Zane Lowe. And they were talking about her new releases. And she was kind of talking about her trepidation in this new era she had with being herself and putting herself out there. And now that she's a solo artist, she doesn't get to hide behind Fifth Harmony anymore. And she opens herself up to a lot of vulnerability for people to judge her, critique her. Because once you show the real you, that's when people's critiques and criticism really hurt. And she said she kind of had like a little bit of PTSD from Fifth Harmony because when she was 15 being thrust into Fifth Harmony, which again is what she wanted, but um, she'd be reprimanded in the media a lot. And just because it's what she asked for doesn't mean it's fun. And that really scared her. And so she didn't really want to show everyone all of her this era because she was still very afraid. And it made her feel safe to just stay private. And she kind of felt like even if she was herself, no one would listen anyway. Because she's felt like she's always had to fight to feel seen or heard or to get her ideas acknowledged. And she just felt like she was always invisible in a sense and never thought she was uh, good enough to deserve this spotlight that she's getting. She, she, Normani, you, you, you can definitely tell there's a little bit of self-doubt there and a little bit of... Um, maybe timidness and insecureness but i i think as a fan i see those walls breaking down a lot especially with this new era so i'm very proud of her and the big step she's making with these new songs i think she's come a long way even since like motivation even though she was working her bang off in fifth harmony and one who like was one of the main girls in fifth harmony like she's just such a more full-rounded artist now and she said she realized it's kind of a disservice to herself to hide from everyone just because she's scared of what they'll say or she'll scared of she'll get poor reception and um she needs to start being true to herself so listen to what she said it's really cute and kind of sad really really proud of myself too i get like emotional because like i wasn't supposed to be the one in this position why do you say that because i always felt like that it's a place of self-reflection that can do you in unless you find a way to leave it behind. Mm. Thank God you stayed with music to do that because that's the quickest and most effective way through the work for you to be able to redefine who you mm. are to yourself. It sounds so good. Thank you. That's crazy that someone like with it, you know, with it all and all these opportunities can still be filled with that kind of self-doubt. Like it breaks my heart that she kind of felt like she wasn't good enough to be the one to get these opportunities and show herself um it's very much she's a lucky she's a star but she cry cry cries in her lonely heart thinking lucky by britney spears that's kind of like what it gives me but normani we're proud of you stream fair you guys i don't know if it's the biggest bop but you should stream fair i still like it and i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a chance her songs grow on me so go stream fair right now so what can we learn from this you're going to withhold your nasty tweets and nasty comments about these women artists from now on, okay? Ask yourself bef before you post, do we say the same thing about a man? Would I say the same thing about a man? Am I just saying this because we think it's okay to say it about a woman or that's the societal norm and the lack of respect 
that society is used to giving these artists. I want you to practice uh, constantly casting these female artists in better lights. Is it right that you've grown and I'm still stuck in habits? Cause I'm finding it strange that you're better than average. Hearts didn't break down a bit Tell me how did that happen? Before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit into other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that just work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable to you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons, one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more, which is amazing, you guys. So start building better habits for healthier, long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash Believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Case dismissed, bring in the dancing lobsters because Amanda Bynes is free from her conservatorship. She is a free woman and she has been released from the shackles of the conservatorship that she's been in for nine years since she was 26. It may have been a little lesser known that she was in one. I think it was a little more known that she needed to be in one. But I think it's lesser known that she, you know, was going through the same thing that Britney Spears was going through. Um, so back in the day after she had like many run-ins with police and was arrested a few times and was wearing more wigs than Nicki Minaj and Lady Gaga out in public and acting up online, you know, saying some of her crazy old tweets and getting caught for drug possession and being on drugs. Yeah, she was in a downward spiral. She was having a hillbilly moment, if you know what I'm saying. By the way, can we just take, take a second to pause to read some of her old tweets just to talk about, you know, how much she may have needed this conservatorship at the time. We're going to walk down the Twitter Hall of Fame, real quick, memory lane. So from 2013, at Rihanna, you look so ugly, trying to be white. At Rihanna, Chris Brown beat you because you're not pretty enough. At Rihanna, no one will want to be your lover, so you can call everyone and their mother, and I almost named my new dog Rihanna. Fucking crazy. Holy shit. Wow. I forgot they were this bad. She needs worse than, she needed worse than a conservatorship. She needed to be locked up in a mental asylum, in solitary confinement, the internet taken away from her. She continued, I want at Drake to murder my vagina. That's one of the most like famous tweets of all time, like definitely top 10. Then she said, can hold you back from living out your dreams. There's a surgery for everything that's wrong with you. 
She said Barack Obama and Michelle Obama are ugly. She said Zac Efron has an ugly face. You know, apparently to her, no one was pretty enough for her. No one was good enough for her uh, while she was in that state. But she was clearly tripping on some drugs because Zac Efron is fucking gorgeous. And so is Rihanna. Two of the most pretty people in the world. Anyway, she needed that to have conservatorship. I don't think there's a question about that. She had a lot of money. People who, you know, a woman who's making such poor decisions shouldn't be allowed to, like, make a lot of decisions that are really important in her life. So I get that. Um, her parents were actually her conservators as well. Her mom was. Uh, but her parents, like, were actually very supportive and they weren't, you know, taking advantage of her or anything. They were just doing what she had to do under her conservatorship. She uh, was put under an in- involuntary psychiatric hold at first and then she was made to take medication, see a psychiatrist frequently and live in a support community for women. So, yeah, that's kind of a lot uh, to go through for her conservatorship, but it's worked. Like, she's so much better now. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, basically, at this court hearing this week, she provided facts that the conservatorship is no longer needed, and the judge granted her request pretty quickly, and now she her conservatorship is lifted, again, because conservators conservatorships are really only made for, like, older people, like, people who are literally just, like, you know, on a mental decline and don't really you know, can't really handle that anymore. But Amanda Bynes is a fully functioning, working uh, 35-year-old woman. So she got hers taken away from her, which is great. And her parents were super supportive. They didn't want to, like, hold on to it or, like, they weren't protesting it at all. They said they were really happy for her and can't wait to see what she does next. And they actually really didn't want to be her conservators anymore. They were like, she can handle herself. Like, she doesn't need this. So her mom, like, went along with everything and she said she's excited and looking forward to living as a private normal citizen uh emphasis on normal i i think i think it's the best that she stays normal from now on because those fucking tweets insane she was the farthest thing from normal so anyway she really is like looking pretty normal now she's doing fashion school kind of random but she's gonna earn her bachelor's really soon in that um she really is being normal and she can talk about her past behavior in like a really chill way she did this interview with someone a while ago where she was asked about her old drake tweets and she like was just so funny about it like acknowledging that it was crazy but she was like you know what i was being sincere like i wanted to hook up with drake that was just my crazy way of saying it so i like that she can like own up to it and like laugh about it now but good for her for like regaining her, her normalcy that's not you know very easy once you've gone out the deep end that far so congratulations to her for making her way back and she said she wants to act again so that's exciting i've always been a fan when i was growing up from like the amanda show and all that and she's the man in hairspray and everything like that plus she's engaged so her life has done like a full 360 and that's really inspiring that she got out of her conservatorship and is doing great like for and can we talk about britney spears influence like she probably wouldn't have got out of it so easy if britney spears didn't make hers so public and it wasn't this huge battle and she made a lot of like progressive change in the whole conservatorship world so that's amazing i think it shows the big impact that britney spears really had and how her struggle was all worth it and i think amanda Bynes saw her opportunity to get out of her conservatorship when this was happening which was smart because the judges who handled amanda's probably saw what a big brouhaha britney's was and didn't want that smoke and amanda wasn't doing this for clout either she was really chill about it on social media. She didn't like post a lot about it like Britney Spears was, you know, not posting naked photos at the beach when she's free from her conservatorship in between attacking her family. Uh, she was just like, you know what? I kind of want out of mine too. So can someone do that for me? And she did. She's out of that whole mess. So what can we learn from this? I think the lesson, honestly, is to stay away from drugs. The drugs caused her to make a public fool of herself, go to jail, you know, put on the psychiatric hold and lose her career and everything. You know, those tweets 
and ultimately just end up in this situation for nine years. So it wasn't being famous and the money that uh, got her in that situation. It was the crowds that she hung around that got her into that whole lifestyle that put her into this mess. So dare to be different. Stay away from drugs, kids. Someone did a Ouija board in Hollywood or something because all these celebrities are experiencing ghostly and paranormal experiences this week. And they're honestly terrifying. Let's start with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, quite the demonic couple themselves. They had a ghostly experience in their old house that actually caused them to move out of their house. So this is what happened with them. Megan the Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are bougie bitches. So they get massaged once a week and their masseuse told them that every time she would come to massage them she would see a dark shadowy figure at the edge of their table that in the room that they would be massaged on and megan would be home alone during these you know same months in this house and the door of their bedroom would kick open aggressively by itself and they were in bed together before and the door kicked open very aggressively and that was the last straw and it caused them to move here's machine gun kelly talking about it megan would call me and be like you got to come home right now like the bedroom door just kicked open and i was like okay and then one day we were laying in bed and the bedroom door just kicked open and i was like oh my god like we gotta get out of here this is crazy and like uh yeah we moved out immediately honestly they did the right thing they've seen enough horror films to get the fuck out of the house they are not fucking with that i respect them so much that's i think that's the only smart thing they've done and honestly they probably summoned it those demonic satanic asses who suck each other's blood and have thorns on her engagement ring they probably summoned it and i feel like they're the type of couple that would ask the ghost for a threesome so i'm surprised they were scared I'm honestly surprised they left. I thought they'd be like, oh my God, that's so exciting. Like, let's let's invite more. Like, let's have a ghost banger. Like, I would not be surprised if they wanted to hook up with the ghost. And why was Machine Gun Kelly so afraid? Like, how are you going to be afraid of a ghost when your name is Machine Gun Kelly? Like, you're going to have that bold ass name, but you're going to be afraid of a ghost kicking your door open. Oh my God. I just heard a loud noise and jumped in my room. I'm scared. I am home alone. Oh my God, I'm scared. Anyway, a more appropriate name for him would be Nerf Gun Kelly. If you're really going to be afraid of a ghost just doing that. And he's whiter than the ghost anyway. So that ghost is probably afraid of him. That ghost probably didn't want the smoke at all. I don't hate him, I swear. Anyway, let's talk about Courtney Cox from Friends. I, I mean, you probably knew she was from Friends. I just felt like saying that. Courtney Cox also had a ghost story this week. So Courtney Cox, you know, from her Friends residual checks that she gets, bought a new house recently. And this house used to be owned by Carol King. And when she bought this house, she didn't really believe in ghosts at all but after the escrow period was over carol told her that it was haunted <laughs> a little shady to wait until you know the house was fully officially courtney's but you know she had to do what she had to do to sell the house and i feel like there's a law if like someone died in a house you have to tell someone but this ghost apparently wasn't in the house because of a death 
this ghost, according to Carol, was in the house because there was a bad divorce and the negative energy was still there. And like maybe the woman or something was like trapped in the house or like her energy was still there. So to avoid Courtney having any scary experiences, this is insane and like so weird. But Courtney and Carol did like a seance together in her house when she first moved in there to try to like clear the energy of the room, which is like if I just moved into my house and I already have to do a seance, like I am moving out. I am not fucking with it. I'm not trying to get the ghost to, you know, disappear from the house. I am disappearing from the house. I do not want the smoke. So anyway, apparently the sands didn't work because Courtney was on the Jimmy Kimmel show with Jimmy Kimmel. And she was talking about this one terrifying experience that also made her move out of her house. And this was like a during the day, seemingly innocent interaction when this ghost decided to present himself. I'm like looking over my shoulder right now because I'm scared. But so one day she ordered something from UPS as one does. And it came, and when the UPS driver got to her door, she had to open it to sign off. It was like a bigger purchase. And when she went to sign, the UPS driver started to talk to her. And that man, you know, has never gone to the house before. He's never been there. He has no idea of the stories of this house, but he sees something. And he says to Courtney, do you know this house is haunted? And she goes, why are you saying that? And he goes, because there's someone standing behind you. (gasps) Oh my God, I have chills. Anyway, here's Courtney talking about it in her own words, just because I think it's crazy. But then I was was at the house one day, not being a believer, and the doorbell rang. It was a UPS guy or something. And I opened the door and he said, do you know this house is haunted? And I go, yeah, why? Why do you think that? He goes, because there's someone standing behind you. And I was like, let's sell. What a terrible... (laughs) Terrible UPS guy. <laughs> I mean, that is... It's so scary. Why would you say that to somebody? I couldn't sleep there alone ever again. And I recently had Did another... Did you really sell the house because of that? Probably. Yeah, she said she never slept there again. I would do it too. She did the right thing. She's been in enough horror films herself to know not to fuck with it. You know, she's come face to face with Ghostface and isn't messing around with that. So good for you, girl. That was the logical thing to do. These people aren't fucking around. And I, I, um, I don't believe in ghosts. Uh, Courtney said she didn't either, but I don't think they're lying. I've just never experienced one. And I'm not asking for one universe. I'm not asking for one, but I just have no solid reason to believe it. My parents say our old house when I was like, we moved out when I was like six months old was haunted. So I'm not calling my parents liars, but I'm not calling them truthers either. My mom said one day she came downstairs and like, cause she just had a feeling that I wasn't okay in my crib or something. And that she got to my crib and, my blankets were like abnormally wrapped around me and like around my face. Like I was about to die and a baby wouldn't have been able to do that to their own blanket. So she thinks like a ghost like was fucking with me. And there was also, there's, there's just a lot of stories there, but that's just one of the scary ones my mom tells me. And my mom isn't a liar. So I personally don't believe, but we'll see. So what can we learn from this? Get out. Don't fuck with ghosts. I think we can learn from the fact that we should not fuck with the paranormal world we don't want that mess we don't know how that ends or we do know how it ends and it's not pretty and i think we should if there is anything around you know us any different spiritual realms or and i just i think we should respect them because it seems like these ghosts weren't rude to them they were nice to them because they were nice to them you know what i'm saying so i think you just got to be gentle and patient with these ghosts and here i am preaching about ghost etiquette but yeah respect them be nice to them don't taunt them Have you ever heard to respect the dead? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. 
That is all for the show today. Thank you guys so much for joining me at Pop Culture University. I hope you learned something and got entertainment and had fun hanging out and made your day a little bit brighter. If you enjoyed it, please write it five star on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You're already here. You may as well do so. Follow it because it's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class and you do not want to miss the next lessons. Uh, I just know they're going to be juicy and I know they're going to keep delivering and the tea just gets hotter and hotter every month in 2022 it's a fucked up year so you want to stay on top of that and maybe post a screenshot of you listening it to your instagram story and tag me because i will respond and we can kiki in your comments i hope you have a great hump day and are getting through the first week i'm sorry we're all back in school it really sucks i class today and i like could barely even stay awake and yesterday the podcast only uploaded half the episode at first so i had to like go back after class after hours and fix it It it's very frustrating and like hundreds of people like listen to the wrong one so i was sorry if you were like one of those people who listened to the half version that was for some reason uploaded i'm gonna make sure that doesn't happen today and you know that mess will just not occur and i won't be stuck in annoying ass class if it does happen so have a great wednesday and i will see you guys next time love you bye class dismissed thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.